Hi everyone, welcome to the first 2021 episode of The Players' Lounge. My name is Jennifer Megan. I am a former professional tennis player. And if I launched this podcast, it's because I really wanted to create a space in which tennis players could find the tools and solutions in order to improve their mental game so they could um, reach their full potential. I would like to wish everyone a happy new year. I'm not being on a new resolution because I believe that if you're having a breakthrough or big epiphany on the 13th of June, you should definitely not wait six months in order to implement them. But joke aside, I also believe that now that we are already three weeks in 2021, we probably all have dropped our New Year's resolution. So it's a great time to have a non-resolution episode. 2020 was definitely a crazy year, full of uh, unexpected events, good, mostly tragic. And as we start 2021, we don't even know what's going to happen as a global, as a planet, as... You know, what's going to happen with this virus? Is it going to to continue? Now we have like uh, variants coming left and right. It probably will be also an uncertain year. But I made a few observations and I want to share them with you because I think that they could help players to navigate this year a bit better. Like I said, one of the main thing of one of the main lessons that we learned in 2020 is that we could not predict the future. One year ago, nobody was expecting that life, the world, would actually stop because of this uh, virus that nobody actually knew how to pronounce coronavirus. What the hell was that? Nobody had no idea. People were saying that it was a bit of a flu and basically we had no idea when we were watching the Australian Open and and just wondering about nothing, basically. And uh, here we were a few months later, all in lockdown and having no idea about when we were going to watch tennis. And for tennis players, it was definitely even harder because they had no idea when they were going to go back to play. And... Because I like to be, to consider myself as a positive person, I think that this pandemic had actually a positive effect. It, it played a kind of a accelerator in which the, in, in a sense that it had to show us some of the dormant issues that our sports and sports in general was kind of denying. The pandemic put on blast issues that we didn't really discuss and that we could no longer ignore. The main one was mental issues. And I know that mental issue is a bit of a taboo, especially in professional sports, because we are trained to be very tough to handle everything. And as athletes, we actually don't have the reflex to ask for help because we are trained 
to look for solutions ourselves, which is a great skill to great skill to have. But in some cases, we definitely need help. And with players being stuck at home, mental health issue, isolation, it really become a problem because a lot of players starting to wonder who they were outside the tennis court. And this is something that I discussed before. I discussed the, um, the question of um, identity when um, when I published, uh, I think, the first episode. But I talked about it in, in several episodes about how it is crucial that players, especially young players, when they are developing, when they are embarking on that journey to become a professional tennis player, that they have a sense of distinguishing who they are when they are performing so the identity that will, that uh, is called the performer self and the real self the performer self is uh, who you are when you are on, on the tennis court and the performer self is who you are outside unfortunately we hardly ever talk about this and um, identity, because we spend a lot of time on the tennis court, is literally built around tennis. The danger with this is that once you don't perform, your self-esteem tend to plummet. And when you are stuck at home, like it was for the past couple of months, it's even harder because you don't even know who you are outside tennis. And I, I don't take that issue lightly. I think it's something that is that should be discussed. I think that is something that might also become a more and more important issue because we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. I mean, right now, we don't even know if players are going to play the Australian Open despite the fact that they are on a tight quarantine. And we've seen those videos of those players uh, playing and practicing in their hotel rooms. And uh, and I was watching this and uh, I was having a conversation actually the other day with my sister. And then she was telling me like, okay, what the hell are they doing? What is, it makes no sense. And, and my thing was that, yeah, it might look crazy, from the outside to see those guys hitting forehands and backhands on the mattress or trying to do some uh, fitness drills. But but my uh, understanding of this was that it's actually a way to to kind of uh, maintain the the body active and to and mentally it's very important because uh, staying at home might be fun for for two years for two weeks sorry two years Ooh, I hope it doesn't happen for two weeks when you're an athlete but after a while your body is really in need of that physical activity that you've been doing for five six hours for years and when this doesn't happen y- you become depressed automatically and and I think that what's happening right now when you see those players uh, practicing in their rooms it's it's kind of a way to maintain their mindset towards that goal they don't know if they're going to play but they need to remain athletes in a way they remain to have this this mental shot of okay i'm doing something i'm i'm focused on the goal i have to to train even if it's not real training but my mind needs to 
it's it's kind of tricking your brain that don't worry everything is okay i'm giving you your exercise your daily exercise that you need and and again this this identity crisis that a lot of athletes are, are faced uh, was in a way i don't want to say a good thing but it was it was a way to again emphasize the need to identify who we are outside uh, the the court where we are outside uh, playing, and uh, I really recommend that if you are still planning on being a professional, if you want to to become, you know, a professional tennis player, have big ambition, you have to ask yourself because it's very likely that we will have this stop and go type of season for a while. The question is, how are you going to be? able to handle those moments where you have no visibility on the calendar not knowing if you're going to to go and play you you need to have something outside tennis that that kind of maintain your your sanity and um, we've seen players developing new skills and I think it's a great thing actually I think it's uh, it's very valid to to be able to have a balance and to explore different things it the the unknown created a lot of anxiety which is totally understandable but it also created opportunities a lot of players talked about how they they starting to to look for different passion and uh and that's something that i think should definitely be done by most players understanding outside interest that can be implemented in their routines as uh, as tennis players so i think if you are a player and that you are in that moment where you don't really know what's going on and you you feel anxious i think it's it's uh, totally normal first of all but it's also opportunity for you to wonder to stop and ask us and ask yourself okay who am i outside the tennis court what is something that I'm good at and what are the skills or what is the other passion that I might have and that I want to develop and uh, again another question that I think came out with this pandemic because a lot of players actually I'm not just talking about the people struggling on the ITF or future circuits some of the top players talked about how it was difficult when they came back that stadiums were empty and I have to be honest, as a as a tennis fan, it's weird to watch those matches when you have nobody and and uh, the players and you, and you could see that some players were definitely struggling and didn't know what to do because they were feeding up, they they were missing the energy from the crowd, and that's very difficult. But it also um, leads to that question: What are you playing for? Are you playing for the crowd? Are you playing for those moments where you have 20,000 people cheering for you or when you're on the center court of Wimbledon or Arthur or, um, Ashe uh, Stadium? Whatever the reason is, I mean, this is something that is really important to ask yourself because, again, with this new normal, we don't know if we will ever go back to full stadiums. That's something that is very important that you ask yourself. And again, for me, I don't really judge whatever your reason is, but why am I playing is definitely a reason that you want to ask yourself in this post-COVID era as a tennis player. 
because depending on your answer, you will have to make decisions. And uh, that's something, again, that I think is, is quite important. Again, there's also other factors to, to take into, into consideration. We Now you, have, you see that uh, players get tested a lot and that causes a lot of stress and, um, and it's difficult. I mean, I, I, I can imagine how, you know, you must feel as a player performing and then all of a sudden someone telling you, oh, your test is positive, you, you have to be out. There is a sense of unfairness that, that is totally legit. But again, I feel like the players who will be the most successful will be the ones who will be able to adapt the fastest to this new normal and kind of understanding, kind of putting yourself in a mindset that things will never be the same and understanding that we will have to adapt constantly. No matter what's happening, we will need to adjust and just take into consideration the new guidelines that are given to us as tennis players. And I know it's not easy. And then to be honest, I don't know how I would have handled that uh, as a tennis player, but it's definitely, to me, adaptability is going to be key to be successful in that uh, new normal tennis world. So, so definitely being adaptable and uh, understanding why you are playing really take some time to ask yourself this question because uh, tennis is a difficult sport in normal times and it might be even harder um, in the in the few months and then hopefully not few years but that's something that you really want to ask yourself and um, and yeah it, it, it requires you to be honest with yourself and to and to make decision accordingly. But I, I definitely believe that in order to improve yourself you anyway, you need to be accountable and you have this honesty towards yourself. That's how you improve and that's how you, you actually reach your your potential and uh, and your objectives. So definitely think about that. That's uh, something I really wanted to to talk about. And uh, the other point that I wanted to address it was uh, something that was talked over and over during that uh, pandemic time is that we saw that a lot of players were struggling financially because let's be honest most players cannot don't have actually don't have savings of uh, worth of six months or to a year and um, a lot of them just find themselves broke when there was no longer tournaments. They didn't know what to do. It was difficult. A lot of players had to retire, which also is something very difficult because you you don't even basically choose your time. It's not because you're injured. It's just because you have you don't have money. A lot of players had to retire because of that. I basically had to retire because, you know, it's too difficult. And I think that we don't talk enough about this this money issue. I mean, we talk about it, but we don't really talk about it. What I mean by that is that people say, yeah, it's difficult to finance yourself. Now people talk about it more and more, of course. 
but what about solution? And one of the things that I really want to focus on this podcast is that money solutions. People need money. Players need money to play. And with the pandemic, what we understood, what we realized is that this whole, like, I'm going to finance my career using my price money thing model is not working because we have the people who are top 100, uh, top 80 for women who are, of course, well off and then and it's, I think, well-deserved because they put in the work. There's no problem about that. It's Again, it's always that question of the people who are in those uh, 200 to 800 or even more rankings that are, complete, who are completely struggling, who don't even know how to make uh, ends meet. And these are the ones that I believe really need to pay attention because, again, it's great that... Uh, the ATP and WTA give some uh, financial aid and uh, it's great that uh, we are discussing of improving uh, price money in all in lower ranked tournaments but you cannot rely on that I mean it's not something that that is uh, sustainable because of course I mean uh, ATP WTA don't have I mean they, they cannot give you that much you you need to to find ways and uh in in one episode in episode 6 of this podcast that is uh dedicated to the skills the eight skills that uh, any tennis player can develop i discussed that entrepreneurship is a skill that people that tennis players definitely need to develop and when you think about about that you, entrepreneurship might not be the first thing you you think about when you you start your career as a tennis player but from uh, what i've read they're already talking about reducing tournaments some prize money i i know on the on the women's store are going to be reduced so money is going to be even tighter and uh how are you going to finance yourself how are you going to, to to go and play those tournaments? Because what's happening is that you have less tournaments, so then the level of those tournaments is actually becoming higher and higher and it's more difficult. And I and I know for for having in, for having for, for you know for having to having experienced that how it is when you play thinking about how you're gonna afford to go to the next tournament. That's not something that you want. It, it's not helpful. It's not great. Of course, everyone had to go through this, but that's not not because everyone had to go through this that it actually is a good thing. I definitely encourage people to start to think about ways to have other incomes that are sustainable in order to finance their career. Because we hear a lot, of, we see articles about those uh, Olympic athletes who have other jobs, but the way it's described is always as a struggle. The great thing is that we live in a digital world. We've seen that now. Nowadays, you you don't need to to travel to have a meeting. You don't need to to do um, anything. There's this this thing called Zoom that exploded and uh, where you see people, everyone has is working from home, everyone is having meeting and then just uh, 
put a nice shirt on and then have a <laughs> and then wears a sweatpants and, a, and <laughs> shorts and the knees but that's not the point the point is that what actually it says is that there is opportunity to to go global and to do business all over the world from your living room and some people might say okay but I'm a tennis player I don't have time to build a business and I'm not saying that you need to to do something that is will take you know I don't know how much time I don't like 50% of your time but what I do know is that this new generation of tennis players is very digital savvy and let's be let's get real most of uh, players spend a lot of time on the internet doing tournaments and I know that you need that time that escapism you need to relax and to to unfold when you you finish playing and, and you're on tour and then yeah and then Netflix is is great and uh, all those platforms are amazing however I believe that you could use that time to develop something a digital activity that is related to one of your passions I mean these days we can basically make money with like any topic and I'm not saying that in a in a bad way I think it's actually great that you can have a talent for something and uh, find people who find this talent interesting enough to follow you and you can create a community and um, and create an income out of that I mean uh, to me it's it's totally legit and it's not uh, something that uh, should be looked down I mean why would you be miserable at the job when you can make uh, similar money doing something that you like and um, the digital world is constantly evolving five years ago nobody would have uh, believed that uh, being good at lip syncing could uh, help you to uh, to to I don't know to land a great contract with amazing brand but uh, hey TikTok uh, showed up and uh, I mean was previously musically and then now you see how how those uh, influencers are making money I'm not asking you to go back into to to start a lip-syncing career but I definitely think that is something that you should definitely think about Uh, how how can you build a brand how can you use your digital activity in order to help you create income that will be something sustainable enough for you to to launch your career and to um and to fund your your career and we've we've seen that we've we've seen that during the pandemic uh, some players actually took opportunities of those um of of those new platforms i mean i i think about uh, gael monfils that who was very active on twitch and uh he 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 always loved uh, video games and and then he's starting streaming online and he's building a community and i think it's wonderful and um I don't know if he does that for free. I perhaps uh, perhaps he does, probably not. But that's something that you, you might want to to look at. I mean, Nick Kyrgios talked about how he wants to be in esports once once he's done with his career. Hey, why not? Whatever works for you. But but think definitely about that, and that's something I I truly believe that will become normal in in the future. And, um, and and especially with the with the new generation who likes to do several things and and I, I know how um, 
old school people like to say, oh, those those players, they're not focused anymore and they should do this and they should do that. Yeah, okay, ideally, yes, but this is the world we live in and I believe that, yeah, um, these are different times and um, people are not the same way that uh, they used to be and that's because the world has changed and uh, and yes we we don't have uh, we have way more outlets and and things to to be distracted from let's be honest and we all addicted to something I like when people say oh those those youngsters but yeah okay whatever we all addicted to social media we all addicted to our phone so I uh, I like when people like to talk like they they are different but actually they are not so then these are the things that I really wanted to to emphasize on and to really talk about talk about because uh, I I am sure that um, 2021 will be also an interesting year. I hope that uh, players will be able to play more tournaments, do more, and to go back to something that is less. Uh, more or less uh, resembling to to what we we knew before, but I also believe that uh, it's an opportunity to to step back and to to think about how we can uh, improve ourselves and how we can uh, use everything that is at our disposal to to yeah to to improve our, ourselves and to and to be and to be better. And then last but not least, I think that once we we have all those things figured out, we should definitely work on our consistency and then and, and make sure that we are more consistent, something that should apply to myself as well with this podcast for instance, but in life in general. And um and yeah, and and remain positive. Positive and uh and yes, and uh be great at uh, adapting. Because the world is changing really fast. We don't know what's going to happen. But that's exciting. And uh, I don't think that... uh, To be honest, I don't don't think that 2020 was uh, such a horrible year. I think that uh, uh, when... If we are here still in 2021 to to talk about 2020, it means that uh, we should be grateful to to be here. And that uh, our loved ones are, are here with us for most of us. So I think that 2020 in that sense was still a good year and then we should be uh, more grateful definitely and it was it was a year definitely that kind of woke us up about uh, how we need to adapt and how the world is changing and that we need to get our stuff together and uh yeah that's it don't hesitate to subscribe to the podcast and um, to follow the Players Lounge also on Instagram. Don't hesitate to drop uh, a message if you if there are topics that you would like to be addressed. Uh, I just wanted to to kind of give a, a recap and a not a resolution episode because we never keep them anyway. And um, and now give you my uh, my two cents on uh, on how you could improve yourself for this uh, income, uh upcoming year and then uh, and wishing you uh the best for 2021 all right see you next time bye